0: from former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam.
1: And welcome to Sports Info, the Radio Show on the Voice of America Radio. Um, before we go any further, I think we really must um, um, send our blessings out to the families of those lost in this tragedy in Oklahoma in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where this foolish woman and I hope that I hope that they find out that she's sick and she should not be driving, shouldn't even be part of um in society right now. She really needs some help for this lady to run into people on purpose while they're watching a homecoming parade. And Lord have mercy, how many of us have not went to a homecoming parade and one of the places that we would think that we'd find the most solace on earth. A homecoming parade. And this lady runs over four people, kills four people, and injures many people. It's a, it's a, sad, it's a sad state. Hey, well, let's move on. Hey, guys. um, This weekend I was down in Miami, hanging out in Miami, Florida, at the uh, Sunlight Stadium, watching the University of Miami play uh, Clemson. It wasn't homecoming, but it was a big game. Uh, Clemson came in ranked in the top ten. Uh, University of Miami um, coming off coming off a win or win over uh, Virginia Tech. Um, it was a big game because um, Kellen Winslow Jr., Hakeem Gonzalez, and Willis McGahee all entered the Ring of Honor at the University of Miami, and that's a that's a big honor to have. Um, I'm not in the Ring of Honor, but by, but my team, the first national championship team, is in, is in the Ring of Honor, so I feel like I'm in there too. Hey, but it was it was a big game, and a lot of people were there. I mean, a lot of people were there. Um, uh, um hey, uh, Randall Hill was there, former national champion. Um, Brett Perriman was there, former national champion. Um, man, uh, Santana Moss, he was there. And hanging out, Leon Searcy was there. I mean, the list goes on. Um, Reggie Wayne, he showed up. Uh, he was there. It, w- it was a big game, and a lot of people were there. Not only to not only to see the Canes, but to celebrate the um, these these guys going into the Ring of Honor. So it was it was a, it was a big deal, and and I mean, it was almost I didn't expect to see so many people in the skybox that we sit in during the, during all of the home games in Miami, but. It was a lot of people. I was surprised to find it was so many. But I, I shouldn't be surprised, and I should never be surprised, because the guys really, we stand together. I mean, we always stand together. We come to the games regardless of whether we win or lose, and we haven't had this kind of losing in a long, long time. Not that I can remember, actually, but uh, we always stand together. And I really felt at, at halftime when the score was, I'm not even sure, but I'm, I think it was 35 nothing, and it's so embarrassing, but I, I think it was 35 nothing at halftime. Um, a lot of guys left, including myself, um, because it was, it was really, really dreadful to watch. And from, from sitting, at the, sitting in the skybox watching the game from up high, you're looking down. And, and, you know, all these guys are basically just looking with their head down. You know, and it, it was, I mean, you could tell that they had no fight in them at all. After the first quarter, they had no fight in them at all. Uh, it, it it was, it was crazy. It was, it was, I mean, you just saw a team that just gave up, quit. I mean, they quit on their coach. They quit on their team. They quit on the University of Miami. They quit on Miami. They quit on Florida. They quit on. They quit on football, and it, it was really, really, really hard to watch because this is this is a team that that when you when you think about um, football, you think about you think about speed, you think about quarterbacks, you think about receivers. I mean, you think about defensive linemen, you think about defensive ends, you think about cornerbacks, secondary, you all of them. You know we we have we have all of those positions covered. Yeah, I think, I, when we think about punters, if you know football, you know Jeff Fiegel, a, a University of Miami grad, who went on to have a super longevity as a punter in the NFL. But I I tell you um the Al Golden um not not represent University of Miami. Um he really just didn't didn't get it done. And that's the bottom line. And if you don't get it done, you gotta go. And Al and Al, Al just hasn't gotten it done um, since he's been at, at Miami. I mean, it, it's it's just it's it's not a good thing. You know, I, I'm I'm threatening to say I don't think Al has won a bowl game um, since he since he was at Miami. And last year going six and seven, that just was not going to cut the mustard. You know, and beating fam, beating Bethune Cookman and FAU uh f i u those are those are victories Al, but um taking nebraska in the overtime when you got a twenty point lead uh that's that that you know and and to see this team struggle um i mean constantly and i i'll i'll say it again and i hope this i hope brad kaya becomes a a good quarterback but right now, I cannot put him in the category as being a good quarterback because I play with some great quarterbacks. And, uh, I, you know, Steve Walsh was on the bench when I was at the University of Miami. You know, Vinny Tessaverde had to wait for um, Bernie Kosar to finish before he had a chance to play at the University of Miami. And Bernie had to sit down because Vinny took over the job when, um, when, when, when Jim Kelly got hurt. So I'm saying, you know, I played with guys like Jim Kelly, Bernie Kosar, Vinny Testaverdi, and Steve Walsh. And I can honestly tell you that um Jim that um Kaya is not nearly as good as Steve Walsh was while he was on the bench sitting behind Bernie um sitting behind um uh, Vinny Testaverdi. Hey, we got Robbie on the line. Robbie, what's going on? What's up there? Hey, I'm loving life, and I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm happy, I am happy that University of Miami has finally um, thrown the gauntlet down on Al Golden and fired him, and um, now we need to done. get get someone in there, get a cane in there, I think we gotta get somebody uh, with a U background, University of Miami background, in there to do this
2: job. It's a dream, Daryl, and I know the man got a job of looking at him on TV right now. If Ray Lewis took over down there, man, this is just a thought now. This is just barbershop talk. If Ray Lewis took over down there, how much of that talent that's down there do you think would be going elsewhere the way they're doing, the way they've been doing for the last, I don't know, more than a decade? I was going to say a decade, but it's been more than a decade that a lot of talent from down south is leaking to other teams like I mean, just 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 for instance, Tallahassee. I mean, that's like the worst. You know what I mean? But they end up in Tallahassee and Gainesville and other schools, man. Well, I mean, whereas if, if I think if Ray Lewis was down there, man, none of that talent it would be a, a great recruiting tool. You know what I mean? I, I do. I
1: hear you, Robbie. And you know, um, you know, people like you really make make radio good. I mean, really. You know, I, I it's, love it's I love talk. Ray Lewis, it's man. It's just a thought, you know. What I mean? love Ray Lewis, but I, 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 I I'll never I don't think he'll I don't even think he'll ever be a coach in um in in football. I think he's gonna follow his 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 homeboys footsteps, if anything, and go into movies and, and that role, man. Ray Lewis right. doesn't coming to coach no football right. when the Rock is one
2: of your homeboys. Come on, man. Believe you know what? me, I believe believe me, man. Believe me, Saturday, man. Ray Lewis was hurting just like we were watching watching that unfold, man. What's up, Josh?
1: Oh yeah, oh oh yeah, we we were all suffering. Oh, and and, and I'm gonna tell you now, some of the some of the candidates I think for this position. God,
3: video.
1: I think Mario Cristobal. I think he's a good candidate. I think uh, he's at Alabama right now. What um, about Jazinski? Who? Rob Jazinski. Rob Chazenski, I think he's a great candidate. Rob is one of my teammates, as a matter of fact. I don't think I he got a fair fair shot at um at uh, at at the Browns. You know, after only one year, they fire him. And look at look at what kind of state they're in right now. You know, I really exactly. think Rob is a good candidate f- for that job. Yeah,
2: check that. Check that out. With, with with what you just said, where he just left, where Al Golden left. Look where where where, where women people are now. Where Al goes and left? Then he left. Then he leave Temple. Yeah. Look what people but, are now, man.
1: But but where, what is t- you know what, what Temple? <coughs> you know we're not we're not talking about Florida State or Florida. We're talking about Temple, and Temple to me is in the same category as, as UCF was before O'Leary. You know, you know what they, I'm they, they, that's just not that's not a that's not one of these killer programs. That's not Nebraska. That's
2: not Penn State. Get, get that's not no Dame. That's Temple. This. Getting rid of Al Golden for them was uh, beneficial, and hopefully it is for us as well.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely get rid of Al Golden is, is beneficial. And 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 Robbie, I think um, I think Al he 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 did his job. He came there, he weathered the storm of the um of, of the um violations and the NCAA NCAA right. fractions.
2: Right. He he did he had his job. He has some hurdles to overcome, man, but it's it's a it's a um it's a tradition down there, man. For uh, uh, for lack of a, uh, a better word, man, just just that alone, man, It's tradition, man. We want to win down there, man. It's yeah. it's uh it's just a, a way of being down there, you know. And, and losing like that, especially at home, man. I mean, if it was on the road, it wouldn't be no better. But losing at home like that, that was uh, I mean, they put up a goose egg, man. Yeah, that was that was, uh, that was painful. That was uh, that was painful. That was painful to watch, man. And embarrassing. I watched right?
1: every yeah. field of it, though. So. I watched you know,
2: every it, field of it, man. Yeah. You know? It was very embarrassing, but too. You it was know, painful, um, man. And
1: when I say embarrassing, I, um, I was down I there uh, watching the game with guys like Reggie Wayne and Santana Moss. Uh, Leon wow. Searcy, you know, these are guys that, you know, just like me, you know, they, they put a lot of heart and soul in this thing, man. And to see see it unfold like that, it, it, was, it was embarrassing and it was painful to watch. But, uh, Robert, before I let you go, man, because we got other callers, um, what's up with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man? How could you all let one of the SARS teams in the league come back and beat you? I
2: almost drank a whole bottle of Pepto yesterday.
1: <laughs> I thought you was getting ready to say vodka.
2: <laughs> 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 I was whole home by Leopold yesterday, man. You know what I mean? No joke. I mean I had to have that ready. First half was uh first half was awesome, you know? Yeah, dominating, you know what I mean? But um and and, and I know uh bottom line it boils down to the coach, everybody's gonna be calling for lovey. And I know that's the popular call. But if y'all watch the game like I did, man, it was some players that get paid. Millions of, I mean, big money. People that was asking for, I won't say no names. They know who they are. People that was asking for big money over the summer to stay here and everything. That was out of position, man. That just did not play their position, man. That onside kick, people was out of position. And there was a lot of stuff to ask for yesterday, but this is just one play. That one play that they gave up, the touchdown at the end, the linebacker play, man, was questionable, man. And I know we got some good ones, but... What? I'm, I'm telling, telling you, man. they beat be self. Robbie, Robbie, I'm 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 I got to say goodbye. With, got, with, with all of that said, I don't care if you had Bear Bryant, uh uh Tom Landry, uh 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 Vince Lombardi, Jimmy Johnson back there. Sixteen penalties is too much for a team to overcome, man. Very too much so, Robbie. And and Robbie it before we we'll let you there was a couple of them that I could understand them them getting. They were jumping on Winston yesterday, and I like that from the offensive lineman, man. If that whistle has blown and you got your hands on Jamie's, it's a problem. I liked that. I like seeing that from our offensive lineman, man, but it was just too many, uh too many uh shots in the in the foot, man. Your own foot. It was uh, it was painful to watch, man. Hey, uh Robbie, uh, I
1: appreciate your call. And don't be a stranger on the on the um Sports info, you and radio show because we love fans not. like you, man. You know, we, 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 your your team is struggling mightily, continuously, year after year after year, year after year, and 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 yet and still, yet and still, you
2: say you got ride them when good, they high,
1: ride them when I'm, they high, and carry them when they low, man.
2: They steal my boys, man.
1: I, I feel you. That's that's why that's why we love this game, and that's why we are fans. Because we're fanatical about our teams, man. We really are, you know. And and, and Jameis Winston, he's making strides, man. I see this kid making strides, you know. But I don't, still, at all, think can ask a rookie quarterback
2: the way he did yesterday, man.
1: Tampa Bay's record is two and four, Robbie. Hey, we got to go. We got callers on the line, Robbie. Hey, don't be a stranger. Give us a call on Sports Info. You on radio show. We always love talking to you. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Robbie. Hey, uh, Matt, we got um, Jerome on the line? Hey, Daryl. Hey, Jerome, what's going on?
3: Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. How's your
1: football season going?
3: Oh, pretty good. We beat um, uh, Orange Park Friday night, put us in position to be first place in the district. Got to beat Clay this Friday night.
1: Wow. Man, that's nice. You know, I I, I see... um, I see my boys came over there and beat y'all a couple of weeks ago, but I'm glad I'm glad my my, my hometown <laughs> team is 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 still in the running for the playoffs because that's all that matters for sure.
3: Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Listen, I was going to ask you. I heard a sports show uh, on today and it was talking about Dabo Sweeney uh, being offered a position at Miami. I was calling to see what you think about that.
1: The way he whooped us. Uh, Dabo Swin, that's that's the coach of Clemson.
2: Yeah, coach of Clemson.
1: Yes, the way he whooped us on uh, on on Saturday, I hope he comes back on the other side so we can let him get a little taste of his own medicine, man. I'm All just right. telling. you And I'm not saying he did anything disrespectful to us. He beat us legitimately. He didn't he didn't run the score up on us. He beat us. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I don't think they threw the ball that many times in the whole game. To, to be to be exact, so no. no, I don't want him to come come on uh, to be the coach at the University of Miami. Not that I don't like him; I think he's a great coach, and I think I, I think it's going to take a whole lot for him to leave um, to leave Clemson.
3: Clemson. You do, know, do you think it have a, to be a Miami guy? Or do you think Miami can go outside and hire a coach like they've been in the past and hire Schellenberger, and uh, Erickson, and all those coaches who are not Miami guys and won national titles? Well,
1: I think. I think because we have so many qualified applicants out there now that are Miami guys, I think Mm -hmm. we almost have to go in that Miami pool. Uh, The name Rob Chazinski comes up. He was a head coach with the Cleveland Browns just last year. And uh, Mm -hmm. then we talk about guys like um, Butch Davis. You know, Butch Davis got some unfinished work in Miami, man. a year after he left, um, um, they won a national championship with Larry Coker under the helm. You know, Mm -hmm. um, Butch Davis – he, he didn't want to leave Miami. Let's don't get it twisted. You know, the, yeah. um, the NFL came to Butch and said, hey, uh, would you leave for, I think it was uh, $2.5 million?" He said, no. They came back and said, well, well, would you leave for $3.5 million?" Butch said, no. I'm staying. I love Miami. They came back. The Browns came back and said, well, would you leave for $5 million a year? He said, okay, I'll leave. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's almost bribery to take a guy. Because back, and, and that was, I think, in, um. Around 97 or so. Um, no, that was, that was um, around 2000, because in mm-hmm. 2001, they won a national championship. You know, 15 years ago, that was a lot of money. Um, that was a whole, whole lot of money.
3: Yes. Right.
1: I think we got to get somebody that's been, that's been through the program. Um, I think right now would have been a perfect time for Randy Shannon to be our head coach. You know what I'm right. saying? I mean, yeah. eight years ago, five years ago, when they fired him, it, it, it wasn't a season for him. But I think right now he'd be like really, really, really that perfect candidate for mm-hmm. for a job at at head
3: coach. Who do you think
1: uh, should be
3: a candidate anyway? Well, this is gonna sound real crazy, um, but the commentator on Monday Night Football, uh, Gruden. Uh, you know, I like Gruden when he was a coach, and I like his uh, mindset. As a coach, and he still seemed to have it, uh, hosting the ESPN quarterback shows and uh, football, and um, you know he's got pro um, uh, experience. I don't think he got too much college experience, but I'm sure he can you know, hire some people under him in the right place. But there's something about Gruden that I definitely like, and uh, it seems like he got a it factor, you know, and that's what you need, especially in Miami, because you're competing against Florida and Florida State, and that. FIU and FAU and South Florida and you know you got to have somebody with that 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 charisma who can attract kids coming in because i was going to kind of struggle a little bit trying to get the recruits coming in depending on who you hire uh, what the recruits crew, going to do so it's got to be somebody with charisma and with a wow factor I think.
1: I, I agree. I agree that it has to be somebody with a lot of charisma and wild factor. But John Gruden, if he goes anywhere in Florida to coach, he'll be going to the Miami Dolphins, I think. I don't think he wants to deal with college kids. I, want to, I think he wants to deal with men. But another guy that we haven't heard about is, uh, is Winston Moss. And Winston Moss is, uh, is an assistant head coach with the Green Bay Packers and has been in the NFL for a number of years, I mean, at least 12 years. He's been around for a long time. I think he'd be a good candidate. But, hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info U.M. On the Voice America radio. We'll be right back after these messages and Jerome and more callers.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. You're a real sports fan. Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. tuned in to sports info um with daryl and sam call us today at 888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or send us an email at sports info um 3793 at gmail.com now back to the show
1: and welcome back to the Sports Info U.M. Radio Show. We got Jerome on the line talking to us about the Al Golden situation, and uh, we also have Tony on the line. What's happening, Tony? Hey, what's going on, Daryl? What's going on, Sam? Hey, uh, we got to- we got uh, Jerome with us right now. Hey, but um, hey, Tom, okay? t- Tony, hey. Um, we, right now we're talking about the Al Golden situation down in Miami, Florida. He lost fifty two to zero to Clemson and um, they actually they actually gonna get rid of him. They fired him last night and um we're talking about some possible candidates. But um say um before you go, Jerome, give us one more candidate you think we can have in, down down there in Miami for this situation we're going through as a as we look for our new hire.
3: Well you start thinking about coaches that are out there now, you start thinking about the old ball coach. You know, he didn't uh close the door as far as saying I'm Retire, he said, I'm resigning, and, uh, he said, you know, there may be somewhere out there for me to go, but, you know, the ball coach is out there, that's that charisma, that's that wild wow factor, but would you bring, a uh, Steve Spurrier to uh, Miami and have him down in South Florida? I don't think so, and uh, I think Steve Spurrier, if he goes to
1: South Florida, he'll be going for the same reason most people in their seventies go to South Florida—to retire and hang out on the beach, drink margaritas, look at young girls in bikinis. You know, he ain't going down at the coast no football, Jerome. No, right. it's not going right. to happen. It's not yeah. going to happen. Steve Spurrier is going to be—you'll probably see him over in um, in Saint Augustine at the mansion on, on the beach side <laughs> he has over there in Saint Augustine. You, you'll see him there in Florida, um, not down south, coaching the Hurricanes. I just don't see it. Hey, Jerome, thanks for calling, man, and don't be a stranger. Give down. us a call anytime.
3: Okay, man. All right.
2: Bye.
1: Hey, Tony, Tony, what's going on? What's happening? What's, hey, what's going, going
2: on, on man? I was trying to get the call in before my Ravens get to playing and on uh, Monday did, Night Football.
1: Uh, and, and, you know, I see the Ravens. I see they're getting ready to get the thing cranked up. You know, um, somebody's saying that uh, Harbaugh's job is really on the line, man. He's walking on thin ice. And, you know, it's getting ready I to get icy it. up
2: there in Baltimore. I think his uh, his main problem is he's too loyal. He's very loyal. He won't get rid of coordinators in the middle of the season. I see the Lions just got rid of their offense coordinators and line coach. Uh, I think they fired him today if, I'm, if uh, I saw the news properly. But, uh, Humboldt's very loyal, man. He, he comes from a coaching family, and he's not big on firing coaches in the middle of the season, you know, to, to minimize the impact on that family. So I think, uh, if we go maybe one and eight, I think we might see a change in defense coordinator. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical that that will happen until the end of the season. I just don't think he'll do it in the middle of the season. I'd like him to, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah,
1: the, the Lions did fire offensive uh, line coach Joe Lombardi, and promoted um, Bob Carter, um, uh, no, Bob Coder
2: to their offensive line. So right, I think they but, fired the coordinator too. If I if I saw it right, I saw it in passing just a couple minutes ago. But I yeah, might be they,
3: wrong.
1: Jim Lombardi, Joe Lombardi, he is the offense coordinator. They fired him. You know, right. and I, hey, okay, you know, you, you, they, they, you know I, and and the Lions they. They got some players, man. They really do have exactly. players. Yeah, you know, they they got Megatron. You know, Megatron is not that old. He's still a young guy. We we And they got Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford has not played up to his capabilities in the last few Don't years. Don't forget
2: the young running back they got, Abdullah, who's, uh, yeah. you know, he was a nice running back in college, and he's kind of struggling a little bit under their offense. So maybe it was time for a change. They got the pieces, golden tape, you know, in the preseason. Yeah. He looked explosive, but during the season – they just not getting them the ball. They don't seem to be getting them the ball.
1: Hey, but back to your to your um to your Ravens, man. Uh, we, why why are we, we, we seeing,
2: my Ravens
1: man? <laughs> Why no, no, why why are we seeing such a drastic drastic decline in this running back uh from last year? Um, you know, i mean, uh Forset. I mean he was he was a, a heck of a running back last year and now But well, you
2: gotta remember they changed off as coordinators because uh, Kubiak went to Denver. That's true. So, Trustman, I never was a big fan of Trustman. I didn't like him when he was the coach of the Bears. I thought. Hey, 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 hold on, right. hold on, hold on. Tony,
1: Tony, let's stop this right yeah. now. Let's stop this right now. Mark Trustman was one of my mentors in college. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, you know and, and Mark I'm is not, a I'm friend not of mine. He wasn't good. Don't I'm don't be don't when when in my home so, matter of <laughs> fact, Mark, my, his name might be on that need to be on that <laughs> list from the University of Miami
2: I feel you. But listen I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry about that Tony. Go ahead. I know Trustman has the history and he was the man I'm just saying when he was the head coach of the Bears, they had Matt Forte. And they did not use Matt Forte like Matt Forte should be used. I had him on my fantasy squad, so I know he struggled last year getting the ball to him. So that's what I didn't like about him being the head coach of the Bears. So I don't know if that carried over to my Ravens. I'd I like to think not, but I'm just saying I wasn't a fan of him as, as the Bears head coach. Great man, but I don't know. Maybe the years have come up to him. Maybe the NFL is starting to pass him by. I don't know.
1: Coach Trustman is not a very old gentleman either, now. You know he, he's he's only about in his sixties, early sixties, if anything. Okay. But I, I I'll, I'll say that um, I think I think the Ravens spent a lot of money on Flacco. Yeah, they and, did, and and they really didn't spread the wealth around as far as the money is concerned. When you let your, when you know your your best player tells you. I'm only playing one more one more year in this league because I'm old, and that's right. your best wide receiver. You know, Steve Smith is a, is 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 a veteran, veteran, veteran in this league, and uh, and I'm sure Carolina still wish they had him, but he he's the best receiver on that team because they let a lot of good guys slip away because they couldn't afford to pay him.
2: And I'm gonna tell you one more thing that's hurting the Ravens, and it's you know it's, it's only internal, but. There's almost $20 million in dead money on the salary, on the books, that's going to come off next year. you got the Ray Rice contract, Dennis Pitter. Uh, those, those contracts are eating up a lot of dead money that's not being used. And don't forget the number one draft pick, Rashawn Perryman, the first day of training camp, he dove for a ball, and he's been out ever since. He hasn't played yet. So there's a lot of uh, impacts to the, to the team besides Flacco's contract. That doesn't help. And, and you're I, right. I think they're going to restructure it this year because this cap hit next year, I think, is like 22 million, something ungodly like that. So they're going to have to restructure after this year. But once that dead money comes off, they can get some more free agents and, and boost the the team. So we'll see yeah. what happens at the end of the season. You know,
1: and, and speaking of Bashar Perriman, um, his father, I played with him at the University of Miami, okay. Brett Perriman. He was at the game on, on Saturday, I had a chance to hang out with him. And I talked to Brett from time to time, but I had a chance to hang out with him and um, and, and chit-chat, and, and uh, uh-huh. he, he's doing very well. And he said his son is, is doing well. He said he will Good. be returning this season. And I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. He said he'll be back well, this we're
2: season. waiting for him, man. I can't wait to see what he can do. We, we're very excited about, you know, uh Baltimore's very excited about Perryman, and he's looked to be the replacement to Tory Smith, so. You know, we're we're waiting with bated breath for him to get on the field, man.
1: Hey, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see him. You know, as, I have him on my fantasy team. As a matter of fact, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, like, I took that's my homeboy son. I took him late in the league. You exactly. know, hey, that's
2: my, I got him hey. on the bench too.
1: <laughs> right, and he's been on the bench the whole season. And exactly. on top of that, on top of that, I'm, I'm gonna leave this alone. I'm not too much in the fantasy, but I like to play it. Um, uh, what's the kid, Deshaun Jackson for the Redskins? Right. I got had him on my team, first game of the season, injured. Um, 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 Dez Bryant, first game of Bryant. the season, injured. Man, I have had a tough fantasy season this year, man. I'm exactly. telling you, it's been tough. It's been tough. Hey, Tony, I'm going to let you go watch this game, All Baltimore. Right. And um, the Cardinals, hey, don't be a brief, stranger. Man. Give us a call anytime here on the Sports okay. Info, on radio show. We appreciate it. Y'all All right, been, have a good night. Hey, Thanks. Hey, Matt, we got Steve on the line. Steve, Steve from Jacksonville, alumnus, University of Miami.
2: Glad to be on the show. old number 37. <laughs> What's happening, baby? Uh, just called to get your take on a recent, uh, recent activity down in South Florida. As I understand, you were talking, you were down there, so you probably felt a little worse than I did. That was, uh, That was gut-wrenching.
1: Oh man! To say, to say the least, it really hurt the stomach to be there, man. I'm telling you, you know, it was horrible. It was it was horrible. It was horrible. I mean, and, and and I felt so bad for I felt bad for myself, but I also felt yes. bad for guys that I saw there at the game, like Reggie Wayne and uh, and Santana Moss. You know, those guys really haven't had the pleasure of being up there in the skybox and watching a a, a, a game, but for them to be up there not long after they've retired from the NFL and see their, their alma mater just quit on them, the city team. They, 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 they gave up on us, man. And and you really have to, you have to point the finger at Al golden because his team gave up on him.
2: Yeah. Yes. I, I spoke to, I don't know if you saw Hosendorf down there, but I, I did speak to some of the guys and they, you know, I was, you know, I, Got mad because I looked at the stadium. I'm like, "Why are not y'all there?" He's like, "We were, we left at <laughs> halftime." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, hey, um, well, um, well, Hosendorf wasn't wrong because I left at halftime, and mm-hmm. um, as a matter of fact, the, the elevator to the skybox looked like looked like the elevator at the end of the game at halftime because everybody was leaving, man, and it, it was it, it, it was it was bad. It's really wow. bad. Yeah, and uh, and and. You gotta understand that the University of Miami is losing a lot of money. You know, people are not going to the games. They're not parking. They're not spending on money on vending. They're 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 not buying the t-shirts. You know, they they're losing money. So Golden really had to go, and we really got to get a fresh face down there that um that people can relate to. I, I like to see them get a young guy in there. You know, I keep throwing the right. name Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think he,
2: is that from uh, FAU.
1: Uh, and and yeah. he's now at Alabama. He's an uh, offensive okay, line okay. Coach at Alabama. Yeah, okay. and he's been well. there two years. Um, so I think he'd be a, a good candidate. Um, Rob Chazenski, you know, um, I think Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a player at UM. He was a he was a good player in the NFL. Uh, he was just a coach at the uh, Cleveland Browns last year. I think he'd be right. a fine Office candidate.
3: Gordon.
1: Yeah, and Winston Office. Moss, you know. Um, uh Winston Moss is a name that you haven't heard, but I think I think he's a he 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 he
2: should be considered um a coach. I would think. That 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 helps a whole lot as far as if you have uh, some type of previous connection because from what I understand coming from down there is that uh the players, the alumni players, they they kinda had given up on the guy. And kinda turned on um, I think that hurt your recruiting as well. Uh, I I I'll say this. Um uh, I, I did speak with Hosendorf Hey, but um you know, we talk about Winston Moss
1: and uh, Winston Moss is a is a is currently the assistant head coach. Um and the linebackers coach for the Green Bay Packers. Now, if, if this guy could be the assistant head coach for the Green Bay Packers, he could be the head coach at the University of Miami. And I, and, I, and I throw Winston name out with a lot of love because I played with him, and I know how dedicated he is. I know how much passion he has for the game, and I know how much love he has for the University of Miami. I know that he would give us his all-in-all. He's from South Florida. Um, He's going to get the recruits there. He's going to bring in some quality coaches because he's been around football since I've known him, and I met him in 1983. He was a a member of... um, Two national cha- No, I take that back. He was a member of only one national championship team because Howard didn't redshirt Winston Moss. There was only three guys on that team that didn't get redshirted, and I think that was Winston Moss, Alonzo Highsmith, and Jerome Brown. And Winston Moss, Alonzo Highsmith, and Jerome Brown were all first-round picks in the 1987 draft. I know that because I was in the 11th round of that draft. Hey, but um, let me say this, man. I think that Winston Moss would be a, a fine candidate for um, for the head coaching job at University of Miami, as well as those other guys I threw out. But I, I really think, I think um, Winston would be a great candidate for that job. I think we got Steve back. Right? Steve, what's happening?
2: Oh, man, just uh, enjoying the show, man. It uh, sounds good. I uh, just wanted to touch bases with you. Uh, maybe we'll get together sometime here within the near future. Uh, not to mention, the, the Jags took me through
3: another deal yesterday, but we were able to get through it, so and the uh,
2: funny thing about it now, the guy who won the game for it, Alan Hearn, undrafted free agent from Miami, where was he? All these guys going to going to the NFL what were they doing down there? That, it kinda makes you wonder. It
1: really makes you wonder. And 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 honestly, um Al Golden, I think he owes Alan Hearns some money. But oh but I think Alan Hearns is gonna make it all up. On his upcoming contract, because you know they yeah. didn't really expose this kid like they should have. He should have been he should have been drafted if if nothing else in the late rounds. I mean, he had that kind of mm-hmm. talent his junior year to be drafted in the late rounds, and this kid went undrafted. Hey, but it, he, you know he's he's not alone. Shantrelle Henderson, the starting offensive tackle, right tackle for the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. undrafted man. And I mean, we could we could talk quite a bit about more of these guys. That um uh, that that have gone through Al Golden, uh, and it, not even an undrafted. How about the first round picks? You know, sure. Um, Linder, uh, well, he, he, I like think he's right right guard for uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, but, he one of the be- best offensive linemen they have. I say he they, is the best offensive lineman. Uh, the yeah, I know,
3: best offensive
1: yeah. lineman they have. He's the Damn best not. offensive lineman they have. You know, and this is a kid two years ago was starting at the University of Miami. You know, when you look mm. at the kid Fowler for um, uh, flowers for um, for the New York Giants, starting left tackle right at, the, yep. at, at the, for the New York Giants, and first and he was a first round pick too. So come on, Coach Golden has had plenty of talent down there. He just hasn't had. He just hasn't. Um, Gotten the, gotten the most out of it. And like Benny Blade said a while back, you know, hey, he has a Porsche, doesn't know how to drive it. And I think he didn't really know how to drive <laughs> it, you know. And some people, hey, how these fancy cars, man, but you stop at <laughs> the red light. They're like, eh, 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 can't get it in first gear. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, guys, you listen to Sports Info, you hear him on the on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back after these messages.
0: Find out what happens next. Listen for Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Darrell and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UM. You know, um, Al Golden is. History at the University of Miami. He's leaving there, a wealthy man, made plenty of money, millions of dollars, took our program nowhere. Um, And now we're here trying to find a, a low budget head coach because we really can't afford to pay somebody the money that some of these other programs are going to be able to pay. You know, we'll never, we won't be paying him nothing close to what, what, um, Georgia is is paying their head coach Mark Rick, one of another one of my teammates. I was I was a senior I, Mark was a senior when I was a freshman at the University of Miami. And I'd love to see Mark come down here to, to Miami. You know, 'cause a couple couple of years ago they were talking about Mark Rick could possibly be fired at Georgia. And every couple of years he goes through that, he could be fired at Georgia. Well, hey, come on down here, Mark. We'd we'd love to have you in Miami. We know what kind of offense you're going to bring. We know what kind of work ethic you're going to bring. And, hey, we want you down here. So if you ever think about leaving Georgia, come on, come on. Think about coming to Miami. Hey, but another coach in Florida has has lost his job. And um, this is one of the coaches I've always admired, George O'Leary, even though George made some false falsification on his um, resume when he took that job at Notre Dame for about one day. Uh, But anyway, I, I, I didn't hold that against George. Some other people did because they didn't let him take the job at Notre Dame. But George O'Leary came to South uh, Central Florida University, of Central Florida, when University of Central Florida um, basically didn't have anything. Um, they play they played at all their games or played at the Citrus Bowl. Um, they they didn't have nothing. I mean, he started his program. Uh, it was just a, a it was a team. They had been through a couple of head coaches, but when George got here. Um, they got an on-campus stadium. This team has been to to big-time bowl games, sit the, the uh, Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I mean, the the, the biggest out the biggest. So I think George really did some things that um, at UCF um, that this team that this, the program should be proud of. Uh, even though they're zero and eight right now this season, um, I think I think the game has passed him by. I, I really do. I, I I think you know. When you when when you talk about when you talk about a guy that was born in 1946, hey, as, as you know, that's a long. Time, he's over 70 years old. I think it's time for him to step down and um, possibly let somebody else do this. And they gave George an option. Um, they you know they gave him an option. Are you gonna? Would you like to step down at the end of the season? And George told him no. He was stepping down right now today. So today, George, George O'Leary stepped down as the, um, head coach at the university of central Florida. And, um, he's no longer be no longer be the head coach. Um, I think they, I don't know. I don't know if they have, um, assigned an interim head coach, uh, but George O'Leary is out. George says he's going to go and spend more time at his beach house in Georgia. He's going to get to know his family a whole lot better. And, um, we wish him well. I wish him well. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, had a, he has, he's had a good career, uh, a very, a very good career. Um, so I think, I think he's, he's been at UCF from 2004 to 2015. Come on, that's 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 uh, that's that's a long, long time, a very long time. So I think um, George is is really um, having a I think he's stepping down at the right time. He's doing a Steve Spurrier. Steve Spurrier stepped down at the middle of the season, and George O'Leary is stepping down at the middle of the season. Hey, guys, give us a call on the Voice of America Radio Show, 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144. We're talking about... Um, we're actually talking about Coach O'Leary right now, George O'Leary being, well, not being fired. He he resigned from the coach, head coach at um, University of Central Florida. But our big conversation tonight is is about Al Golden leaving, being fired from the University of Miami after uh, just having a a not a not so good career uh, at the program, and hey. It was time for us, time for a change, definitely, um, at Miami, and it was definitely time for us to make a move. And I think right now we're, we um, it's going to be some changes going on in Miami. Uh, I think the whole coaching staff at Miami is probably going to get the axe. Uh, Larry Scott. Is now the um, new new coach at the University of Miami, interim head coach at the University of Miami. He played at the University of South Florida. Um, um, Larry Scott um, has been with the program since 2013. Uh, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be all right for now, but he definitely will not be the head coach next year at the University of Miami. I think um, I think Coach Scott is hopefully he's going to be able to patch up some of the holes that the program is 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 in right now. I mean we're right now we're in we're, in, we're in, I'm not going to say shambles, but when you get beat uh, fifty two to zero at home, your program is not in 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 a, in a good state for sure, and that is for sure. Well, hey, guys, let's get into this NFL before we, leave to this, before we leave tonight on the Sports Info UM Radio show. You know, the Seattle Seahawks beat the um, San Francisco 49ers 20-3. to San Francisco is in a lot of trouble. Um, they will definitely have a new head coach at the end of this season. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Buffalo Bills um 34 31 that's the game steve was talking about how they you know they they put him through that and robbie gave us a little bit of insight on this tampa bay team that lost to the washington redskins 30 to 31 and this is a game that tampa bay basically was in control of throughout the entire game and um they just couldn't find a way to to put put this team away you know tampa bay um Tampa Bay led this game 24-7 at halftime and just could not could not put them away. Um, uh, Washington Redskins scored 14 points in the third quarter and 10 points in the fourth quarter to beat the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Atlanta Falcons, this don't look like the team that we thought they were. You know, I mean, a, a lot of us thought this Atlanta Falcons team was going to be um, – was going to be a, 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 a real, real contender. At 6-1, and one, they are a contender. But how, how good is this team against a, a Zach Mecklenburg quarterback, Tennessee Titan team, that they beat 10-7? Man, uh, have, we seen a, have we seen a decline in Julio Jones? Have the NFL um, uh, analyzed him and figured out a way to, to stop this young man? You know, Indianapolis coach. Man. I tell you um the Indianapolis Colts are, are are in a little bit a little bit of trouble. You know um their, their record is 3 and 4 and they lost yesterday to the New Orleans Saints. And I just don't see the Saints as being a good team. Uh Andrew Luck uh quarterback rating of 19.3 yesterday. That's just, not enough to, that's just not enough to beat anybody. And they, them losing yesterday 27-21 to the New Orleans Saints is, is, not a, is not a good look for this team. The Minnesota Vikings beat the Detroit Lions 28-19. Detroit Lions are, are really struggling. Like we talked earlier, they fired their offense coordinator, so they're going to have a new offense coordinator. Is that going to make a difference? Is that going to be enough to, um, to get this team to where they need to be um, is, there, is that gonna, is that going to is that going be enough to save their head coach's job? The Pittsburgh Steelers are really struggling without Ben Roethlisberger. Michael Vick is out now. They're down to their third string quarterback, and they lost yesterday yesterday to the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, this is um uh, this is this is not a good look for Pittsburgh, a team that's that's you know we expect to see them in the playoffs every week, but but they still have a record of four and three. And Ben Roethlisberger could be back in the next two weeks. Not so sure, but we expect to see him back in the next two weeks. And the Kansas City Chiefs, five and two, one and two, five, um, two and five is their record. One and two in their division. Don't see this team going anyplace. And when are we going to start saying is Andy Reid's job on the line? It's hard to say his job is on the line because it's really not enough good quality NFL coaches out there. You know, maybe Winston Moss might be one of those guys that's holding out for one of these NFL jobs, being their sister head coach at, at the Green Bay Packers. Hey, but the Cleveland Browns, hey, we're, they're really struggling. And I'm honestly saying, they should have kept Rob Jasinski as the head coach. They should have gave Rob another year. They should have gave a University of Miami graduate, Rob, Jasin- Rob Jasinski, another year. Here, this team is really struggling. And yesterday, we see um, we see McCowan goes down for this team. Josh McCowan goes down. And who comes in? The guy that's being investigated by the NFL for drinking and driving and partying and hanging out. Johnny Menzel. Johnny Manziel came in the game yesterday late in the game and went four for five, 27 yards. Hey, man, if Johnny Manziel is going to be quarterback in this team, they're going to be in trouble. I just don't see this kid being having enough to to take this club anywhere. I just I can't see him doing much for this team. I, I don't see it happening. Hey, but guys, um, let's talk about the New England Patriots, Tom Brady. Could be the best quarterback to ever play, to ever lace up a pair of Nikes or a Reeboks or whatever Sir Sir Tom Brady puts on his feet when he plays the game. He could be the best quarterback ever, and he's coming out this year and really making a statement. You know, this game was 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 hey, it was it was ten, it was thirteen, ten at halftime, and Brady. Pulled it out in the fourth quarter, throwing two touchdowns and just making just making the New York Jets look like the old New York Jets. But hey, the New York Jets are four and two, and they're still in contentions. And the New England Patriots are one of the few and few undefeated teams left in the NFL. The other undefeated teams in the NFL right now are the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. Now, excuse me, excuse me, hold on. I will take that back. Philadelphia Eagles are definitely not undefeated. The Carolina Panthers are undefeated. The Green Bay Packers are undefeated, and the Denver Broncos are undefeated. Well, the Green Bay Packers and the uh, the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos didn't play yesterday. They were both on a bye, but the Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton did play yesterday. Now, Carolina Panthers Cam Newton didn't have an awesome day. Um, You know, he ran for uh, four rushes for 20 yards, one TD. He threw the ball 14 times, um, 14 to 24, 197 yards, one TD, three interceptions, a quarterback rating of 27.8. And, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles are being exposed. Chip Kelly is really being exposed and Sam Bradford is really not the quarterback for the offense that Chip Kelly wants to run. When you got a quarterback that cannot he's not mobile, he's no threat at running the ball. He he so no one really you don't have to, you don't have to do anything if he's not a threat. All you have to do is just attack the running back because he's not going to keep the ball and run the ball. So I, I really think Chip Kelly's way over his head, and he'll be in, the, he'll be back in college football before you know it. But hey, let's get back at these Carolina, Pan, Carolina Panthers. Let's give a shout out to them. They're undefeated. They deserve it, um, and and I I really think this team is going places. I think Cam Newton is a quality quarterback. I've always said that. I, I like his game. I think he's an accurate passer. Uh, and next week they play the they play the um, the, um, the the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. That should be a good game. It'll be the Sunday night game at 8:30 prime time. And it's good that the nation gets a chance to see Cam Newton and what he can do. Hey guys, before we go, I um, want to give a shout out to um, Flip Saunders' family. Um, our sympathies are with you and yours um, Flip was a great coach in the NBA and we lost a great coach and I'm sure he was a great friend to a lot of people and you know, all you hear are great things about him hey guys thank you for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America radio we'll be back next week with more sports information